Right, so earlier on we were chatting about a very interesting concept of digilantism. And uh, we even try to give examples of it. But of course, uh, in essence, it happens when a person or organization is deemed to be guilty of something. And all of this happens on social media where there's a great sense of harassment. People are using social media platforms to punish those or entities that they feel have wronged or done something wrong or are guilty of something. And often comes with a lot of shame and um, all types of stuff. Now, there are legal questions and there are moral questions as well. So what are the legalities involved when, for example, one goes out of their way to share whatever they feel their suspicions are or speculations are on a particular matter using social media? And is there recourse for the person that's being harassed or the organization that's being harassed? Joining us on the line is social media law expert Diana Schwartz. Good morning and thank you for your time. Good morning. Yeah, it's an interesting one, the concept of uh, digilantism. We even gave some examples earlier. Were we spot on? Certainly. Um, I think that, um, you know, uh, this is something that is gaining a lot of momentum online. And um, it can be quite dangerous, actually, mm. uh, for the, the actual uh, groups and the people who are using it. Um, and also for the, the, the people who are being uh, publicized online. Mm. Now, Diana, Kutso here, when it comes to the person being harassed, what re, you know, courses can they actually take regarding, one, the people sharing the speculations, and two, the people who are harassing them on social media as a result of this? So there are several remedies available. Um, so what, what is quite dangerous about digitalism is it often coincides with um, you know, illegal activities, publishing private information, um, hacking, uh, naming and shaming, and all sorts of these activities, and, and these carry quite um, a, a strong, um, a, um, sorry, uh, quite strong uh, punishment in terms of our law. Mm. So we have numerous offences being committed in terms of our new Cyber Crimes Act, mm. and we also have a number of other offences in, in social media law, basically, um, and these include things like defamation. Um, criminal urea, which is the unlawful intentional impairment of someone's dignity. Mm-hmm. And we obviously have the hacking crimes and um, the criminal offences, and the unlawful interception of data, for example, um, enabling attackers, um, forming groups, you know, to target individuals. Sure. And those carry, um, you know, uh, imprisonment or, or quite hefty fines in certain circumstances. Diana, it's Lindy here. Is there ever a time where digilantism is justified? So, for example, we've seen the racist um, attacks that have happened and people then going to social media to oust um, that alleged racist and even going as far as putting their phone number and address there. We've had incidents with the July unrest where people were, were going in at people who are part of that July unrest and just pushing people to be part of all that violence that took place. Is there mm-hmm. ever a time where it can be accepted or even justified? It is, it, it is a very, very tricky and a very, very fine line because, you know, there are certain campaigns out there that encourage support. You know, the, those that you've mentioned, the Meet Too campaign, the Black Lives Matter campaign. Mm. Um, but when it comes to actually publishing somebody's personal information, and that is never going to be acceptable because often what is in the public interest is not always um, of public interest in terms of the law. And sharing that information could identify innocent people who are not actually 
uh, perpetrators of the crimes. And then we have additional um, consequences in terms of our law for doing that. So, you know, it's, it's very difficult when we have people who are not in law enforcement to go in and, and publish what they think is important um, mm. without concrete evidence. Mm. And, you know, in certain circumstances, um, I would say not necessarily justified, but helpful, where, for example, in the cases of children, where we have, you know, certain groups who really, you know, pose as children and get information of perpetrators and then lead them to um, law enforcement. Those are useful instances, but there's always that fine line that we have to be really aware of. Mm, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, I just, as we wrap this conversation, have to throw in the issue of um, something getting done about it. For instance, you know, what this uh, digitalantism is born out of. Is it possibly born out of the fact that people feel that, you know what, the law is not going to take its course, there won't be justice, so we're just going to, like with vigilantism, as we've seen in our communities, we're just going to do our thing online and persecute this person ourselves. Certainly, yes. Um, And I think that that is a frustration that is felt by many um, in various instances. And I think that we just have to be so aware of what we're doing, um, especially in terms of of publishing these these, things you know, online offences, so to say. But there's definitely that frustration that law enforcement doesn't do enough, it hasn't caught up enough. And, you know, social media is a powerful, powerful tool Mm. um, that can be used to mobilise for good, but also for bad. Mm, Absolutely. Diana, we'll leave it there for now, but thank you so much for your insights and perspective. Diana Schwartz is a social media law expert. We're chatting about digilantism, which is vigilantism, but purely online, on, on social media platforms, etc. And we did ask you, knowing the concept and what digilantism is, what other examples come to mind when you think of this sort of vigilantism on social media where people have been fetched or, you know, harassed because the general public on social media believes that they've done something wrong? Whatever it may be, send us a voice notes 60 552 7303.